हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेटेस्ट स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट थ्री कॉन्स्टेक्चुअल डायमेंशंस ऑफ डेमोक्रेटिक डिसेंट्रलाइजेशन सोशल इकोनॉमिक एंड जोग्राफिकल एंड वी आर कंटिन्यूइंग अवर टॉपिक सोर्सेज ऑफ इनकम ऑफ लोकल गवर्नमेंट्स इन जनरल देयर आर a number of other suggestions made by experts to improve the finances of the ulbs like creating income yielding assets but with the existing rent control legislations and easy accessibility to civil courts they have been become unnumerative the ulbs will have to depend upon property tax and user charges and a substantial flow of financial resources from the state and the central governments however it is possible to raise loan funds for capital works like water supply and underground sewage disposal through municipal bonds but municipal bonds financing requires some preconditions to be fulfilled first the municipal body should be financially viable to serve service the bond funds second the funds raised to municipal bonds be excluded from the coordinated borrowing program of the central and the state government so that it becomes an addition in financing urban development plans third it may be useful to give tax concession to those who invest in municipal bonds in regard to the pris it is a dismissal picture the state legislation which empower the three levels of pri do not give any source of revenue to jila panchayats and the taluk panchayats most of the local sources of revenue are assigned to the village panchayats a major source of revenue for village panchayats is the house tax corresponding to the urban property tax all other sources of revenue put together are inconsequential because they do not fetch much revenue for example fees on shandies tax on bullock cart bicycle and license fee for building houses or for holding entertainment shows all these do not add up to much but rural residential and commercial properties are fast developing so much so that in some of the villages in states like kerala haryana punjab tamil nadu andhra pradesh karnataka maharashtra and goa they are as impressive and fashionable as in urban areas against this background what are the lessons we learn for strengthening finances if urban and rural local bodies in india there is a need to evolve a specific practical scheme of property taxation both for rural and urban areas that should become an important source of revenue in the years to come second identification of specific users charges for the ulbs as well as for the pris 
other than water rates is necessary. In other words, these ULBs should have an important indirect tax to meet their liquidity requirement. Third, both ULBs and PRIs should be encouraged to raise loans for creating income earning assets. Correspondingly, the state governments should provide legal support by amending the existing laws regarding rent control and make it difficult for people to approach lower courts for frustrating the efforts of these local bodies from earning revenue from their assets. Fourth, it would be appropriate to encourage big urban centers that is the state capital cities to become financially viable and raise funds through municipal bonds. The Government of India should treat any additional borrowing by municipalities through bonds as an additionally and should not be treated as a part of their total market borrowings. So far, the Government of India has not included them as part of market borrowing. The treatment should continue notwithstanding the compulsion to reduce the overall fiscal deficits of the governmental authorities on the expenditure side. Fragmentation of municipal functions should be avoided and all urban development related agencies functioning independently should as far as possible be brought under the control of elected municipal bodies. Now let us move to the next point financial control. In the sphere of the financial control the following policy options and recommendations are given. Firstly the approval of budgets in the gram panchayas by their respective gram sabha should be made mandatory before the former adopts them. Secondly, the Gram Sabha should have the right to conduct a social audit of the expenditure of the Gram Panchayat and to call for any document for information from the Gram Panchayat. Thirdly, the requirement that the local government should submit their annual budget for financial approval of the state government should be removed. The elected body should have full powers to adopt their budget and their effective midterm reappropriations. Fourthly, the existing lack of arrangement of devotal the annual budget of the local governments with the five-year development plan of the concerned area needs to be looked into. Fifthly, the budgeting and accounting at the local levels should follow the same format as is specified by the state government or Comptroller and Editor General of India. The adoption of performance budgeting and the commercial accounting will considerably help planning and monitoring of expenditure exclusion. Now let us move to the next point, Finance Essence of Panchayati Raj Institution. The essence of PRI lies in the freedom of local self-government. The local 
government institutions enjoy in selecting their own course of development planning for its and funding it independently and hiring and firing of their own staff under their own condition of service for these essential objectives to be realized it is necessary that they should have their sources of finances which should be assured through sources not spending donations like granting aid and secondly they should have complete choice of spending these finances on such development and maintenance schemes as they may choose the finance has become the sine qua non of pris hicks has rightly observed if local bodies are to play any sufficient part in economic and social development they must clearly have access to adequate finance jayaprakash narayan also emphasized the need of sufficient resource and pointed out that in the absence of these resources pris cannot run administration properly panchayati raj bodies are institutions of local self governments in the matter of economic planning and development as envisaged in the 73rd constitutional amendment is concerned with panchayati raj financial management planning now the next point is committees on panchayati raj finances various committees and commissions were constituted for suggesting measures for the establishing financial autonomy of panchayats in the light of these suggestions the state have made appropriate provisions in these suggestions the states have made appropriate provisions in their panchayati raj act the first one is finance inquiry committee In 1951 local finance inquiry committee studied this problem and recommended unconditional assignment of 15% of land revenue rose in the panchayat area and the proceeds of the surcharge levied on the transfer of immovable property to the panchayats panchayats were also to be empowered to raise their own resources by levying certain taxes in their territories the next is taxation inquiry committee in 1954 the taxation inquiry committee recommended reserving certain taxes such as tax on property tax on profession tax on advertisement other than newspapers theater tax duty on transfer of property etc for panchayats santnam committee in 1963 this committee strongly recommended that it was essential for stability and growth of these institution to have substantial and growing resources which were entirely within their power to exploit and to develop next is ashok mehta committee in 1978 ashok mehta committee recommended that besides government support panchayats should mobilize 
enough resources of their own as no democratic institution can continue upon external resources. Shingvi Committee In 1986, the Shingvi Committee, among others, suggested pattern of compulsory and op- optional levies, a list of subjects in respect of which powers to levy taxes and fees may be entrusted to PRI with a provision that for given period the state governments shall levy and collect on behalf of PRIs and shall disperse to them on the basis of the recommendations of the financial commission in each state. And the next is finance commission. To ensure that its scheme is properly implemented, the 73rd Amendment mandates the establishment of the Finance Commission by each state every fifth year to assess the financial position of the panchayas and to make specific recommendations on the following. The principles which should govern the distribution between the state and PRI of the net proceeds of taxes, duties, tolls and fees levyable by the state, determination of taxes, duties, tolls, fees which may be assigned to or appropriated by the panchayats and the granting aids to the panchayats from the consolidated fund of the state. The measures needed to improve the financial position of the panchayats. Any governor shall cause any recommendation made by the commission under this article together with an explanatory memorandum as to the action taken thereon to be laid before the legislature of the state. The State Finance Commission SFS appointed by the government of Karnataka in its report in 1996 has suggested that 36% of the own gross non-tax revenue shall be devoted on local bodies to be shared in the ratio of 80-20 between rural and urban local bodies was appointed by the government under the chairmanship of the Dr. B. Thamahia. Now let us wind up the session and take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.